<laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. The love, if they baby. knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everyone doing today? Welcome back to another Saturday, lovely Saturday. What's up to everybody up top? I see y'all. Thank y'all for being here. What's up to everybody in the middle? How y'all doing? And everybody down here with me, how is it going today? Today we're talking about self-compassion. Yeah, I don't do that well, but I'm getting better at it. That's why I chose to talk about it. As y'all know, I share my experiences, where I've been, where I'm looking to go, and the things that I've had to overcome and things that I'm still working through. Self-compassionate is one of those things. Um, I'm not good at it. I have shared that with my therapist, and they have let me know that you know, it's something that does take time. It's a process, especially if you're not used to being in that space. For some that don't know what self-compassion is, um, extending compassion uh, to yourself. All right. In instances where you may have perceived inadequacies or failure or general suffering just within yourself. Right. And so it's important to know that you can be warm and understanding Towards yourself, all right? While suffering, maybe you didn't do well on a test. Maybe you lost someone. Um, you can still be compassionate towards yourself, and it really comes in many different forms. Um, I, myself, I do morning, and I just started this. Um, I do morning gratitude affirmations. Um, I am thankful. I am grateful for what I have and the things that I've been able to be a part of. But how often am I consciously giving thanks? And so that, for me, was one of those aha moments. I had never really, you know, I say it in my head, like what I'm thankful for. But it hit different when I spoke it out loud. I was on the way to the store the other day and I was driving. And, you know, I just went into it. I just started saying things like, I'm thankful for my shoes. I'm thankful for my pants. I'm thankful for the food that we have to eat. I'm thankful for, you know, where we live and for having a car that works. You know, all the things that many of us probably take for granted, right? Because we're so consumed by other parts of our lives. We're consumed by perhaps work, relationship, uh, finances, um, the future, uh, the past, you know? So when I was... In my gratitude affirmations, um, and I was giving thanks for all these things, I was also thinking about, you know, those who don't have the things that I'm giving thanks for. And that also hit different. And it really, for me, it brought a very warm sensation to me. It brought 
a little bit of lightness because I realized that I had been lacking in that department when it came to showing compassion for the self. Like I physically felt a little bit of lightness and it was okay. Um, I myself, um, you know, I've had insecurities over the years and I've doubted myself. I've doubted my worth. I've doubted my ability to, to do something or to make something happen only to walk through and overcome it and execute whatever it was that I was probably, you know, negatively anticipating. And so with self-compassion, um, there's ways that we can do this. And one of those ways to comfort your body, right? That's a sign of self-compassion. Comfort the body. You may be wondering, how do I do that? It's fairly simple, really. Um, you can just meditate. You can actually just give yourself a moment of peace and quiet, if that's what you choose. Maybe throw on some jazz. Maybe take a walk. Uh, maybe go get a massage, pedicure, manicure. Those are ways of having compassion for self. Also, you guys have heard me say this many, 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 many times. Eating something healthy. Yes, that's also self-compassionate. See, I often say everything is connected. And I still believe in that because here we are talking about self-compassion and what comes up? Eating something healthy. When we eat right, we feel right. It truly is that simple. Don't forget, I'm a certified nutrition coach. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, another way, write a letter to yourself. Mm. You know, I recently, and I share this with you guys, I have been recording myself speaking to myself as if I were talking to a friend. That works. It helps. It takes me outside of my head and it allows me to look at myself as a friend, which for me works great, terrific, because I'm a creative mind. So when I'm able to look at myself and talk to myself as a friend, Yes, it hits different for me. That's what I say. That works for me. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. Either way, it's all good. Try something new. Learn something new. Um, another way is think of a situation that caused you to feel pain, like a breakup uh, with a lover or job loss. And, you know, how you poorly received it. And it's not about rehashing the emotional part of that. When you recall it, you want to recall it to see where and if you went wrong. And if you feel that you have executed everything that you wanted to do the right way, then it's okay to feel okay about that. I have beat myself up about many things in my life. Good things, kind of good things, and I beat myself up for bad things and very bad things. I've even beat myself up for things that I thought I could do better at. See, Positive self-talk is a very strong tool as well. And it's right in line with the Compassionate for Self toolbox. So if you have a moment, instead of going in on yourself, and what I mean is instead of badgering yourself, stop, give yourself a moment, give yourself a beat, and then review or recall whatever it is, and then speak to yourself. Like I mentioned earlier, almost like you're talking to a friend. Picture a friend that you love, someone that's very dear to your heart, someone that you would really do anything for. Now, picture that friend needing you, needing to hear your words. 
needing to feel your encouragement. Uh Uh-huh, right? Yeah. Now picture that friend being you. Mm Mm-hmm. You see how that will take you into a space of compassion? It'll bring you to the attention of you. Therefore, allowing you to be compassionate with self. Another way to show compassionate to self, give yourself, and I just mentioned this, encouragement. That's huge. It is so big to be your own cheerleader or rally squad. Because I believe it starts with the self. And not just because I believe it is why you should probably try it. Because you love yourself is why you should try it if you haven't ever tried it before. A lot of what we talk about, and I do my absolute best to continue to stay on message, especially as it regards the self. Because as you guys all know, I believe everything starts with the self. If we want love from other people, we have to love ourselves. If we want time from other people, we have to give time to ourselves. Okay? If we want compassion from other people, you guessed it. We have to have compassion for self. Another one. Practice mindfulness. Someone probably just said, what is that? It's simple. Mindfulness, you may hear it as meditation. Some people like to just sit still. Um, And others find it being accountable. Just being mindful of what they do. Not so much moving through life on autopilot. Many of us do. My hand is up. You can't see me, but I've done it. I still do it at times. And I'm also working on that part of myself. See, the work... It's never done, never done. And that's why when it comes to love for self, man, only the kind of love that we can give to the self can be up for a task like this. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Sit tight. We're paying some bills and we'll be right back. What you say? I heard it through the grapevine. Remember, practice positive self-talk. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Get your next nutrition coach at thebodysynthesis.com today. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everyone doing today? We are talking about compassion for self. And look, excuse me. This is something that you will take that you can take with you for the rest of your life. These aren't just one-offs. These are actual tools that you can put into your personal self-love toolbox. And you could call on these tools any time you need them. I prefer to keep my toolbox open because I'm always tuning myself up and trying to be the absolute better versions of myself. As we were saying, the many ways of showing self-compassion. The basics, look, self-compassion entails being warm and understanding toward ourselves when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate rather than ignoring our pain or ourselves with self, or sorry, badgering ourselves with self-criticism. Thank you, selfcompassion.org. Yeah, I just mentioned that a little bit of that a moment ago. Being warm and understanding towards yourself. Let's start with that. What's that mean? That means if you need to, give yourself a break. 
right? If you have an issue with what's going on, give yourself the space to get better at whatever you feel you may be not that good at. Being flexible with yourself. Shout out to my therapists, Dr. Mayall and Dr. Janice. They both tell me that all the time, Tavares. Be more flexible with yourself. Try and be more flexible with yourself. And so I have been. And you know what? It's been helpful. See, my mind, because I have grown up in a survival mode or it's all or nothing type mode, I have often not given myself the opportunity to be flexible, meaning I haven't given myself to really see that there are many other choices. I know that sounds weird, but it's very true. Um, The way I think, the way my mind works, um, and I'm learning this, mind you, I'm learning this. And I've recently learned a lot of this in the last year Um, between the ADHD anxiety disorder and the PTSD, the ADHD really was driving the way I would move, meaning always being in a hurry. I would even read fast, right? And scan more than read. And so it's about the attention deficit disorder of that ADHD, right? So me being able to slow things down, I've been able to do that because of meditation, And therapy, really, counseling. Um, EMDR therapy, you guys know I'm involved in that. That has been working like a blessing. If you don't know what EMDR therapy is, check it out. Um, It's been a blessing. I feel like I have my life back, to be very clear. So, what is that and why am I saying that? Because it's all a part of self-compassion. I took the time to recognize that things were not right with me. I took the time to recognize that... I was doing the same things and expecting different results. I took the time to call myself out. That's also self-compassion. I couldn't expect for me to be these better versions of myself without actually showing up, right? Like, whose job is it anyway? Oh, that's mine. Because I have to work with the self. I live with the self. I love myself for sure. So therefore, I knew I had to really put in the work. And before I could even put a plan together for myself, I had to call myself out of some things. So another way of self-compassion doesn't work for everybody. And I get that. Figure out what works for you. Take the time. Have you asked yourself? Mm-hmm. It starts with a very simple question. I asked myself, I was like, hey, when's the last time you've been self-compassionate you know, with yourself? And the answer to me, from me, was like, never. See, there's things that I do that are probably self-compassionate worthy, but me being actually conscious of what I'm, you know, when I'm being self-compassionate or when I'm showing it or when I'm a part of that moment, those opportunities struck me as more valuable. Wanting to recognize it, wanting to be a part of the moment, or perhaps wanting to help someone else recognize it and be a part of their self-compassion moment. We talked about comfort for self. I can't say enough about that. Can't say enough about it. I know we all get busy with work and family and all that stuff. But please, if you can, take a moment. You deserve it. I know I do. So that's why I take that moment. It's not a bad thing. Take five, take 10, shoot. Take 20 if you need to, because 
That type of love is what's going to allow you or me to love others. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Why is compassion important for yourself? I'll tell you why. According to ncbi.nim.nih.gov, love these guys, it actually strongly is associated with psychological well-being. Higher levels of self-compassion are linked to increased feelings of happiness, optimism, curiosity, and connectedness, as well as decreased anxiety, depression, rumination, and fear of failure. Yeah, see that? So it's not just the act of going and getting a mani or a petty or getting a massage for that matter. Psychologically, the brain takes in that love, releases the dopamine, the endorphins that, you know, the feel good stuff. This is a part of our DNA makeup, no matter who you are. Compassion is a part of the human makeup. And so when we show compassion for ourselves, we also get better at showing compassion for others. Everybody wins. It's clear. What are some reasons why people don't show compassion? Because they haven't been shown how to do it. No one has taken the time to show them. Perhaps their lifestyle has never been about that. You know, recently I was talking to my therapist and Dr. Janice had said, you know, perhaps I have had an issue with self-compassion simply because I was always living in what presumed to be either a fight or flight environment or an all or nothing environment, right? Or a survival environment. If being compassionate isn't going to serve me in my survivor mode, why would I need it? See, in survivor mode, I can speak for myself, can't speak for everybody else. But in survivor mode, the last thing I'm thinking about is being compassionate. Right. Hence the word survivor. And so I'm looking to survive. I'm trying to simply keep things together. Anyone who has ever been in this mode understands exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have time to be nice. You don't even think about being nice. You might be cordial. But nice. I don't know. Because surviving takes so much energy. Surviving takes attention to detail. Surviving takes being able to make high caliber, very quick decisions. It takes multitasking at an all time high while maintaining your coolness so that you don't implode on yourself. Anyone who understands about surviving knows that self-compassion is not in that toolbox. Everything in the toolbox of surviving and I mean everything in that toolbox is about surviving. So when my therapist shared that with me, I was absolutely taken back. Another aha moment. Simply put, if it didn't serve me well for where I was at, I wasn't really paying any attention to it. So when I heard her say that and I was like, wow. And I started thinking about, you know, just 
earlier childhood, maybe like my early teen years, younger adult years. What I identified with was a very aggressive um, trend, right? Just, uh, just me being either combative or just being argumentative or problematic. And so anyone who knows about being in those spaces and that mode, you know, people can be pretty abrasive. So again, I had to call myself out first before I could really start doing the work. And I'm so glad that I did because self-compassion for me has truly been something that I now am looking forward to. And that's why I also started the morning gratitude affirmations. That is my self-compassion. I started small. You can start even smaller than that. Go with the micro size by sizes. I didn't start and jump off into it because I had to really get my footing on this. I felt like my foundation wasn't as solid as it needed to be to really understand self-compassion. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? Please say a prayer for those over in Turkey and continue praying for those in Ukraine. The world, as we all know, is going through a very dark time right now. So please, let's shine a light and show love. Thank you. And until the next time, be the best versions of yourself. Peace. I believe when it comes to being the best at anything, whether it's the best ball player, basketball, football, or the best golfer, I believe it starts with just wanting to be the best self, the best you. When you're the best you, anything you do will have the best of you infused into it. Therefore, if it's football, making you the best football player. If it's baseball, making you the best baseball player. If it's hockey, making you the best hockey player. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with aspiring to be the best of anything. But we should absolutely be mindful and be sure that when we make those wishes and we create those dreams, that being the best self should be at the center of it. That's because... When it comes down to it, you're not always going to be a basketball player. You're not always going to be a football player. You're not always going to be a hockey, golf. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not always going to be these things. But what you will always be is you. Now, those versions will evolve as they should. And so, therefore, being your best self while being you and you going through life and life's evolutions. One thing we could all rest assured is that if we bring our best self, because we're being our best selves, then we are going to go through life as our best self. That's why I always aspire to be the best versions of myself every day. Not every day is the same. I feel like I fall short sometimes, but that's 
where I hold myself. That's how I am accountable to me. It may be different for you and that's okay, as it should be. But I'm here to inspire and to motivate and to create spaces and safe places for people to be their absolute best and to invite them to always invite themselves to be their absolute best. There is absolutely nothing wrong with aspiring to be the best versions of yourself. The rest will follow. And so I hope you've enjoyed this moment, this message from me to you. Until the next time, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everybody doing today? Uh, thank you guys so much for being here with me again today. This is terrific. We're talking about self-compassion. Compassion for self. However you want to say it, you can say it. As long as you put compassion in there. How do we do that? What does it look like? Some of the things we've been covering here today on Living Your Truth with Tavares. This has been a really good one. You guys know how I feel about these shows. I love all of them. And so here we are talking about what are three elements of self-compassion according to selfcompassion.org. Self-kindness versus self-judgment. Ding, ding, ding. That deserves a couple of dings right there. Self-kindness versus self-judgment. How many of us do that? My hand is up. I see a few others. Okay, there, there they go. They popping up. Okay. Yeah. Self-kindness versus self-judgment. I had to say it one more time because it just, it hits a little different. I self-judge all the time. It happens like breathing and it's not, and I'm not bragging about that. Like it's not really a good thing because we create our own realities when we start talking that to ourselves. So be very careful how you talk to yourself, how you address yourself in stressful situations. I am not the best at it. And a lot of the language that we use with ourselves when we are alone and no one is looking, we learned from someone else. Else, else, and else. So we think that's the way to do it. It's not. Show yourself love. So show yourself some kindness, some warmth. Because you get up. And you show up. And it's so important that you know how important you are to you before you can go out there and be important to the world or a job or a lover or a friend. So self-kindness versus self-judgment. Don't judge yourself. Now, not to be confused with evaluating yourself, right? Not to be confused with trying to better yourself, right? Self-kindness is more like you know what? You didn't get it this time, but you will next time. Stay with it. Subjudgment is you suck at this. You should never do it again. Why are you even doing this? You you hear the difference there? Yeah. You don't want to be self-judgmental because guess what? You may go out there and start trying to judge some of your friends or your family members. And that's not a good look. So let's keep it clean. Next up, we have common humanity versus isolation. Yes, sir. Another great one. Ding, ding, and ding. Um, 
self-isolation, I have been good at doing that to myself over the years. I was just sharing with my lovely wife the other day about, you know, when my head starts to get tight in the frontal lobe and I get foggy, it is like, you guys ever seen those boxes that go inside those boxes that go inside those boxes? So that's what it feels like when my head gets tight, right? But as I go inside those boxes and when I was explaining it to my wife, I said, now imagine those boxes being blankets, So it's kind of like I'm putting blankets over my head, right? Another blanket, another blanket, another blanket. And with every blanket, I find myself becoming more isolated. Stick with me here. And so that's the feeling that comes over me when I have the fogginess that comes into my frontal lobe. Isolation is terrible. And isolation can sit us down. It has parked me on the couch for hours at a time. And so the best way I know to keep from that space is to stay in a space of self-compassion. Isolation isn't good for anybody, especially if we're in relationships or we have, I mean, just period, even with the self, it's just not good because that rabbit hole, it's deep. And I want people to connect with themselves and sometimes we have to go and recall the past. And sometimes the past has some pretty painful stuff in it. So I'm not sharing this for anyone to recall something that's going to hurt them. I'm sharing this to help provide encouragement and motivation and to share with you that even though it may be painful in the beginning, that too shall pass. Another one, mindfulness versus over identification hello okay mindfulness over over identification you don't have to do too much less is always more being mindfulness not only with the self but our neighbors just common courtesy you know being a good samaritan every now and again like actually doing something for someone else just because that's a kind human thing to do we don't Always have to have something in return in order to give something, right? Right. It's better to give than receive, as my lovely mother has always told me. What's up, mom? I love you. And thank you again to selfcompassion.org for those lovely, lovely lines right there. I really dig those very, 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 very much. Um, Self-compassion, you know, I know that for many people, it can really be, you know challenging because of life and us being so busy but trust and believe where you take that time for yourself you will make it up in gratitude you will make it up in self-love you will make it up in self-care self-awareness and while doing so you will also shed and shine light on every single person in your orbit they will gravitate right towards you the law of attraction will be so strong you won't believe it self-compassion is what drives a lot of what we want to do your passion is not your purpose hello And if you can get your passion to become your purpose, you are living in your dharma 
like my buddy Jay Shetty says. It's very special. See, I lacked in the self-compassion department so bad, so bad. And now that I'm working on it, and again, I'm taking very small steps here because I have struggled with feeling great about myself. See, I'm not here to cry you a river, nor to tell you my poor woes me stories. I've been there. I've done that. I've done the crime. I've done the time. And getting back up has always been something that I've struggled with mentally. Always able to do it physically, but mentally I struggled with it because it was kind of like always walking around with the weight. Like, think about this for a minute. Like, you do bad and then, you you know, you do the crime, you do the time. And then you have, like, this mark on your background. And for me, that mark was more like a weight. A lot of people know what I'm talking about right now. A lot of people. And so when you have that weight or you have that mark on your background, it can mentally get in the way. It becomes a barrier, really. For me, it became a barrier when I would apply for jobs or just when I would be in certain rooms with certain people or people would ask me certain questions. I wasn't ready to be that transparent. I was like, oh no, you can't know that about me. Now I own it. I own it wholeheartedly because I understand those marks, those weights are not me. They were mishaps, they were missteps, they were mistakes that I made that I'll never forget, that I'm not proud of, that I keep around in my memory so that I don't repeat those steps again. They also serve as a reminder of people that I hurt, of situations that I've been a part of. Just because I probably wanted someone to feel the pain I felt. They say hurt people hurt people. I never really knew what that meant until I started to show compassion to myself. I had to dig deep. I had to walk through concrete. Not literally, but it has felt like that physically. Struggling with love for self, struggling with compassion for self, for many people is a very, very, very real thing. For others, it's, you know, they may not know if they are or are not struggling with it. That's why the mindfulness comes in. That's where the wellness comes in. Do a wellness check on yourself. You know how you can do a wellness check on like friends and family? Do a wellness check on yourself. And do it daily if you need to. Start however you want. Maybe you want to do it weekly. Maybe you want to do it every other day. These are tools that you can use at any given time of the day. You don't have to go to a class. You don't have to log on to anything. You simply take yourself, you find yourself a space, and you go into that self-love toolbox, that self-compassion toolbox, and you pull out some of your best work. And you make it work for you. Just taking that moment could have an amazing impact on the rest of your day. I want to thank each and every single person who continues to show up to the show. Who continues to log on and listen. 
from anywhere on this earth. Shout out to everybody in international waters tuning in right now. In every country outside of my own home country, thank you so much. I see the analytics and they are simply put amazing. I'm so happy and so thankful for each and every single person who listens to this podcast because I know you have many choice in podcasts. So thank you for being here with me every Saturday. If you want to email me with comments, questions, or concerns, or you just want to say hello, you can email me at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on the Twita, that's Twitter, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you are on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. This, like many shows that we do, was an awesome one. I want to encourage and challenge everybody to spend the next week showing compassion to yourself. Show compassion to yourself because you are worth it. Until the next time, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Hey, Tavares here from Living Your Truth with Tavares. Always take time for your mental health. You matter. You are very important. And many people love having you around. So take the time for your mental health. I know life can get crazy. I know we all get busy. I know we got to be here, there, here. Oh, yeah. And can't forget that meeting. I get it. But take the time to give yourself enough time so that you can cruise along into your day and about your day. There's no need to be playing catch up throughout the day. We all hate that feeling. I know I do. I can't stand rushing. It gets on my last nerve. So I do myself the honor and the privilege of giving myself a bit more time just so that I don't have to rush. There's no need to build up all that angst, all that cortisol inside your body, all that adrenaline. It's not good for you. So give yourself the time and have a great day. We'll see you next week. Pussycat Perla here. Fluffy in the front, tight in the back. And if we going up, we going all the way up. You dig? Y'all check it here. Be sure to tune in every Saturday to new episodes of Living Your Truth with Tavares. You know what it is, baby. Pussycat Perla. Next time on Living Your Truth with Tavares. Be your best you. What else can I do on the next Living Your Truth with Tavares? Be sure to email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're on Twitter, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, Husk. What's up? Husk. 
living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. If they knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is living your truth with Tavares.